Welcome back to the Age Gap Realness Podcast. I am your host, Miss Natalie Workman, and Brandon is already laughing at me. What did I do now? Nothing. I have two different voices, don't, guys. Just don't, yeah, just I have don't, two different voices. Don't so bite I first, the microphone. What does that even mean? <laughs> Look how close you are to it. Is it too close? Is it, no. Just, Will is giving me the signal that it is not too uh, close. This is You're way too far back. Got it. That's why everyone struggles to hear you. Got it. Uh, I have two voices. I have my podcast voice and then i have my welcome to the real podcast the real age gap real show what is the show called <laughs> i'm just trying to the make real podcast of the real show no, the age gap you real. just had to look okay so there's the podcast voice but then welcome, there is welcome welcome to but the, then there's my course voice i have yes, a different voice for my course the natalie workman no no, no like welcome to 10x employee like that's yeah, the course voice i like that but neither of them, I guess they're, they're they're a mixture of both. It depends on who I'm talking to, which voice That's I true. use. That's true. <laughs> what are you laughing about? I'm just having fun. Your teeth are looking mighty fine. Hey, Invisalign. They look great. This episode of Age Gap Realness is sponsored by Invisalign. Make your teeth straighter. Guys, that's Brandon's uh, infomercial voice. Uh, do you think they'll pay us anything? I don't think Will so. Will we get some money? No, I don't think so. All right. What are we talking about today? Uh, I know what we're talking about. Yay. Today we are talking about the three reasons why you should quit your job. Absolutely. That's all I get? There's no backup there? <laughs> well, well I will, I'll give you backup when I hear the first reason. Okay. There are three reasons why you should potentially quit your job. Now, not everybody needs to quit their job, but if you are not motivated and aligned and inspired and really understand why you do what you do every day, or you can't articulate what your company is doing, you absolutely need to quit your job. Or you can be average for the rest of your life. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. I mean, if you can't do those things, it's probably your fault too. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, potentially. What if the company doesn't have a vision or mission or values to be able to share as an employee? Then it's kind of the company's fault that they haven't made their vision so Yeah, well no, I mean, but I think it's every individual needs to own their own their own compass, right? So if you can't figure out how you're fitting into a job, then that's probably You your probably fault. shouldn't have even gone to interview there. Like it starts even way back before you yeah, start Yeah, I mean, if job. you're just taking a job because you want to get paid, you know, if you're already entering with mediocrity, you're going to only find mediocrity. Yeah, and if you don't know what they do and why they do what you do, why on earth did you take a job there? No. So you know you should quit your job when you can't find an example inside your existing environment of what you want to accomplish. Like there has to be somebody, whether it's your boss, whether it's the department head of a different department, whether it's the owner of the company, there has to be somebody in your existing organization that you look to and it motivates you, it inspires you to show up to work in order to be like that person, to study them, to be mentored by them. Even if it's indirectly, you have to have that proximity in your environment. And if you don't and you can't find that, you should be looking for that and find that in another organization or environment. Yeah, I mean, you, you, that's one solution or you create it. And if you can't create it because the environment won't, because most likely if you can't find it in your environment, it probably doesn't percolate that kind of thinking. Uh -huh. um, and it might be very hierarchical. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, if you identify what your internal desire is, mm -hmm. you can't find an example of that that's ascended in the organization so you can study it and understand it. Mm -hmm. 
and you try to become that person in the organization and it's resistant to it, then you definitely have to move on. And a pro tip would be to not interview at places when you're in the job seeking process that doesn't have somebody that you can look to like that. Like your job in the interview process, the greatest thing you ever taught me, what is to be able to suss out while you get your questions time because every single interviewer, if they're a good interviewer, should ask, well, what questions do you have for me? You need to do your due diligence about the questions. Don't just ask some fluffy questions. Ask, can you point me to a specific example within this organization of somebody who has done X, Y, Z? When you get clear on that and they can point you to somebody, then that's the person that you need to be talking to. That's the person that you need to form your career path around because you've watched them go from where you are to where you want to go. And then I would ask, talk to that person. So like, yeah. like the best interviews I've had with people, even if they're coming in to you know, be front office receptionist or any position with the company, when they say, I, 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 I'd love to work for you in this position. And then um, the, the smart ones will say, and let's just assume I want to spend my whole career here, but I, I don't want to work for 25000 or $30,000 a year for the rest of my life. Say I wanted to be able to work my way up to making $200,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Do you have anybody in this organization that's been with you that's gone from twenty five or thirty to 50 to 75 to 150? And what were the characteristics and attributes and contributions to the organization that you looked for for those people to, to excel? Can you imagine asking that? In an interview. You will blow the mind of the interviewer. Yeah, and the interviewer might be sitting there making 45 grand thinking, and if they give you attitude around this, then mm -hmm. they're not working. Like if somebody's hiring an interviewer who's, who, who is frustrated with you for asking a question about how can I be a good, loyal, contributing employee to the organization and grow personally, grow professionally, and grow my competency and create a career track here so I can contribute. Um, to where I could make 200 grand a year in five, eight, 10 years. Mm -hmm. And do you have anybody that's ever done that in the organization? And if that offends the organization asking the question, then that should tell you something. Right, work for some place that can show you that. And the trick is, if you're working for somebody or you're working on behalf of an organization, if the organization has been successful in creating goals and achieving those goals, the very first thing that the organization will do is share the success that their customers are having and the success that their employees are having. That's the whole purpose. That's the reason that they exist. So if they're not able to show off that success to say, look at this person, look at this person, look at this person, this is why you should follow me because I know how to achieve my goals and I, or the organization knows how to achieve its goals and it's going on this growth trajectory. If they can't do that, like walk out the door and find the people in the organizations that do do that because or, those are the or ones take a doing job it well. With someone who says to you has has the ability to look you in the eyes and say, you know, I I I own the business. I've never learned to do that, but I would love to start. And then say, if I helped you create that plan so you can attract other people to help you grow the business, would you be willing to work with me on that? If I'm willing to start at this position and figure out how to do that, look, collaboration and partnerships and intentionality it doesn't matter at what pay grade you're at if you have that in you mm -hmm. and you're and you're you can articulate it in a way where it adds value to the people you're talking to you should bring it up in every conversation but any organization that says look we don't do that here you you, you know you're getting your opportunity to to come to work here and we'll see how you do and can't point you to 
because I love that when people are in. I'm like, I've got all these employees that have been with me seven, eight, nine years. This person started as a front office receptionist and now they're a director with our supplier relationships, moving from making 25 grand a year to making 90 grand a year. Like I'd, I'd walk around the company and I'd ask people, so when you started here, what did you start, what position? And they'd say, and I said, what are you making today? I make just about 100 grand. How about you? I make 140. And people would be like, wow, because- What do they make in a year, not in a day, right? A year, but here's the deal. If 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 you're not proud of that mm -hmm. as an organization and you're not asking for it when you're go looking at interviewing somewhere, how can you know if you're working in a culture that wants to produce that versus somebody who just has the mentality, we're just hiring an employee and, and you need to do your job? Well, this kind of gives to the second reason that someone should quit their job is if you don't see a career path and that career path can't be created in the organization that you're working in. Like that's not to say that there aren't huge opportunities in growth companies where they just can't quite figure out the timing right now for the career path. No, it's talking about organizations where there is no way for you to ever be able to elevate because the organization is growing is not growing. The organization is capped. There's a lid. And and so be paying attention with that to the financials of the organization. Like how well is the company doing? How often are you asking either questions or is the organization presenting this is month over month or quarter over quarter growth? The organization, if they're growing, should be celebrating those things. And if they're not, and you know that the organization is growing, then why don't you make a presentation on how you can be sharing the success because you see the success and everybody else needs to know more about it. Yeah, don't be victimized by it. You're no. either you're either a part of the problem right. for why it's not growing or you're part of the solution. And if no one will listen to you be, and you do it the right way, you can't barge in and make a bunch of dumb statements and accusations. You're like, you got to show a plan to add value. And if you can't do that, then you're actually part of the problem. Mm -hmm. So what I encourage people to do and what I encourage business owners to do is ask your people every month, whoever has a great idea to move the business to the next level, present it. And then listen to the ideas. And if they're dumb ideas, be appreciative that somebody presented something. Don't shoot it down. Mm -hmm. uh, but just don't do the idea. If they're great ideas, then... Test them. Don't go all in. Test them. And when they work or if they work, then put that person say, look, let me work with you. Develop a culture of people wanting to innovate and create value within your organization. Um, and if you're in that organization and it's not receiving that, then you can't be a victim. You can't sit there and go and pout to everybody and talk about how it sucks working there. You need to go to find a place that fits for you and make that decision. Here's my been my experience. Anybody that works in a company that talks about the company sucking mm -hmm. and that they can't stand working there and blah, 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 they are individually the biggest problem. 100%. So own your shit, either contribute oh, where you're shit. at or get out of there. But do not waste somebody Preach. else's money and energy for six months undermining everything they're trying to do. Look, if your company and two-thirds of your people quit, you're going to have to address what's going wrong. Mm. But if you're an organization where everyone's just sucking your payroll up, which mm -hmm. is, in my opinion, very dishonest of a human being to do to anybody else, including their teammates, if you're just absorbing the resources and sucking the payroll and then undermining the organization to its customers, its other employees, and being a little bitch, then you're the issue. Right. Absolutely. So, so, so when I see that and hear it, those people are just gone. I don't care how much they could produce. If I see that, I don't. Like I believe those people don't have any integrity at all.
Yeah, and there's no room for them in what we're building. And they'll carry that wherever they go next. People yes. carry that. Right. So even if you went into a great opportunity, you're still going to act like a little bitch mm-hmm. and people are not going to want to be around Because you. it's what you know how to do when things aren't going your way. You don't come up with creative solutions yeah, as to how to, to be re-engage. Problem. You just continue to stop engaging. That's right. It just entirely prevents you from actually being able to grow. Even when things, like sometimes working with you is a bit challenging. Like you- Well, I can be a little bit. You have, you have a very specific <laughs> way that you- like things done and, and so when, when I don't I, get that, so when I, yeah. I am trying to finish a thought like right now <laughs> so when I'm like presenting a new idea you want this culture of innovation you want people to come to you that have good ideas that see it in their particular field of genius so sometimes when I come to genius. you no I'm serious when I come to you and there's an idea and you don't initially like it instead of me getting frustrated and irritated and like bitchy with you or with, I mean, whoever somebody's boss would be or employer would be, it allows me, I, I have that feeling for a hot second. And then that's the moment when I know I have to get more creative as to how I'm going to pitch this or spin this if I really believe in it. But then that means I have to show up really believing in it. And if I don't really believe in it and can't show how it's going to actually add value, then I shouldn't have been talking about it anyway. So it's this repeating cycle that allows you to know that you can have confidence in me with new ideas. And the more those things work, the more you have confidence and the more that you allow me to do and to create and have control over. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy to get me to change, but when you finally break through on something and test it and it works, then- The things the that more... I've broken through with are like my prides and joys. Like I, I love yeah. those things, but it I, ha- I had to get to a space of not allowing that negativity or that no initially to be a final no. I just was like, okay, this gets to be my opportunity to be more creative. I'm going to come up with a different way in order to pitch that. And you just are relentless and persistent in the process of continuing to pitch good ideas. Because the thing is, if a good idea is actually a good idea, it makes money. Like there yeah. is a result to it. So if you, the more a lot you can of team show members, that, the more you can get somebody's attention. A lot of team members come up with ideas that they think would just be like a cool way to do something or a new technology that they could implement. That's great. How is it actually going to make money? And if you can't put that as part of your pitch then that's the reason that the pitch isn't working because you're just doing things because you think that that's going to help with your a role, classic example. but it's not actually going to help with the organization growing. A classic now, example uh, uh, of this uh, uh, is when I was you were telling now, me- now I'm done. Now I'm done talking. You can talk. A classic example of this. Where's your ring? My ring's at home. A classic example of this is when you drug me in here to shoot Structured Success. And I'm like, why are we doing all this? I wasn't going to bring it up. And already this year, we've generated a million and a half dollars in Structured Success sales. High five. Can you say that one more time? When you drug my ass in here to shoot Structured Success. And I was like, why are we doing this? And you know, because we're going to, we need to teach, you need to teach these people. You can't just keep doing it one off. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is so dumb. And we got in there and we shot it all. And we've already shot, we've already sold a million and a half dollars worth. And people are like, this is so great. You're so smart. You're such a genius. And the real thing was I wanted to figure out a way to create content for both of us. And so in order to be able to create content, guys, creating content is expensive. People can tell you all day long that all you have to do is take your phone out. In order to do it well and to do it at scale, you have to have a team of people that know what they're doing. Like period, end of story. So in order to get Brandon to invest in the team of people, I needed to come up with a product that would make money so that we could actually offset the team of people doing it. 
And after a few renditions of me trying to put this in front of him, it was probably a year and a half of throwing yeah. different team members. And I did, I failed. Let's be very clear. I failed at it for a year and a half. And I actually lowered your confidence in some of those areas because I didn't know what I was doing. But I kept wanting to be creative. And structured success was the thing that I was like, this, this, this is my next rendition. And it worked. Yeah, it worked. But that's the type of persistence that you need in as a Making things team happen. member yeah. in order to actually move things forward. High five on the structured success. Thank you. I appreciate that acknowledgement. All right. So the third reason that you should quit your job is if you cannot look to somebody within the organization as somebody you look up to and want to be able to create the same level of success in areas of their life that you're looking to create, then you shouldn't be there if there's or, no example. Or unless, yeah, if there's no example and after you articulate your desire to do it, if they shut you down, mm -hmm. then then you got to move on. You mm -hmm. can't you can't stay in that environment with this ambition and this this desire and work in a place where they're not going to let you try to uh, pursue it. And then you have to move on. You can't stay there and then be victimized by it and then be bitter because mm -hmm. that's going to not serve you. It's not going to serve them. And and as each individual's individual person tries to grow, mm -hmm. once they concede to let go of something that they really believe in and then just stay somewhere, they will by nature become a, a victim of the circumstances. So if you want to elevate, look, not every moment or every place you work is the right place or the right moment. Mm. You have to own your own elevation and inside of other people's businesses, you still have a business. Your business is your business. Mm. No matter who you work for you or if you work for yourself, your personal, professional, financial goals is your business. Mm. And you can accomplish that inside of somebody else's business or you can accomplish it outside of somebody else's business and in your own business. But if you concede those goals either way, that's you own that, not mm -hmm. the people you're working with or mm -hmm. not the, the company you work for. I think that was a really well said statement. I like that. And if you're in an environment where you can't get somebody to talk about your goals mm -hmm. and to give support you in pursuing them and mm -hmm. they're not interested in that, you got one choice. Leave. Leave. Mm -hmm. Not be not complain. Leave. Well said, Vernon Dawson. So speaking of uh, like part of this podcast is a little counterculture because what I really want to make sure people understand is when you're young or when you know that you want to be able to create something that you haven't yet created, unless you are specifically looking at people and studying people who have done it, you shouldn't be trying to go figure it out and flounder by starting your own thing or doing something separate. You should align yourself by working for and with somebody who has done the things that you want to do so you can learn from them to get the skills, the processes, the mindset around whatever it is that you're trying to do and go crush it doing that. But don't think that you should just like start a coaching business or become a wellness expert or just like all of the crazy stuff that's out there. Like specifically find somebody, if you're not in an environment today where the person or the group of people that you're around motivates you and inspires you, but also shows you how to create a better life, the biggest opportunity for you to not just buy somebody's mentoring pro mentoring program, but to actually make a massive change in your life is being in a in a work environment where people, there has there has a huge level of big think, high execution, significant growth, and to learn what that feels like, how that works, 
and then make the decision when you can't grow there anymore or when you can't add anything else or when you just decide that it's that moment for you to pursue the passion that you're wanting to pursue, then you do it. But don't work in an environment and say, I hate my job and everything's bad, but then think that you should go out and start your own thing. Like there is a step in between of finding great entrepreneurs, great thinkers, great leaders. I tell this to every single person I know, the greatest opportunity of what we're seeing right now in all the businesses that we work with, I'm going to toot your horn here for a second, is working for Cardone Ventures right now. There is no organization that is growing at the same rate that we are growing with the people that we're growing with and the opportunities available where somebody could come in and be an absolute rock star, work their ass off, but be an absolute rock star in the environment and have the biggest jump in their career potential. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, um, I think about, I I was just had a reflection point here. You and I hired some people back when we had Stratus Mm -hmm. and uh, I'll never forget uh, we hired this marketing girl who was a local marketing girl yeah. and she interviewed and wanted to become an in-house for us marketing mm-hmm. person. Then we hired her and then she came in and then she started spending all her energy telling us why we're wrong and why we should be doing things differently. And then they won't let me do it and all this other stuff. And then started getting negative and started talking crap about us. And then I'm like, you know, fire her. And then she's out in the community saying, I work there and they didn't know what they were doing and they wouldn't listen. And I think to myself, the dichotomy. So she worked for herself, but obviously couldn't make a living doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, Otherwise, she wouldn't have come to work for me. Right. Then she comes to work for me, and then she's shitty about that. And then she's now working for herself again, complaining in the community about how I wouldn't let her succeed. And I think to myself, that's the example. I see this over and over and over. That's the example that is the exact profile of anyone you ever come in contact with, if you want to be serious about your career, that you stay so – that the first episode is Toxic Relationships. All you oh, have, on last week's on podcast, last week's we podcast. talked about a Q&A for toxic All relationships. All you have to do as a person that wants to figure out how to make things work is find the, you were talking about, find those role models of people who are actually doing it mm-hmm. and are successful mm-hmm. and keep as much distance. I call them retreads. The people that just keep moving in circular motion, yeah. bitching about everybody, Stuck but never same actually, and everything is everybody else's fault. And everyone else is doing everything wrong, and I'm the expert, but I've never done anything. Right. Stay just like, like I'm gonna try to just draw a line. Anybody that talks like that, disengage. Don't even be their friend. Like, mm-hmm. just go away from them because people that do that, they're just losers their whole life because they aren't willing to look in the mirror and accept personal responsibility and accountability. And if you go into an organization and that's what's in the organization, law of mirror. Mm-hmm. That's because that's what the organization is breeding, mm-hmm. right? So make a good decision by pursuing your personal, professional, financial goals with a mentor. And Grant had his mentor program, and you were going to talk about... um, The most expensive form of mentorship is working for somebody else. Like you are being mentored by your boss, by whoever owns the company, the entrepreneur, the vision of your existing environment, whatever that looks like for you. If you're working for yourself, you're being mentored by yourself with the way that you choose to show up every single day. So why not pick the best example of how you spend your time, eight, nine, 10, 12 hours a day with the highest lid, the highest opportunity possible. Work for people who are 
killing it and crushing it and can provide opportunities and ways for you to kill it and crush it with them. You don't have to do it yourself or be stuck in a bad environment. There are organizations out there and I like tooting Cardone Ventures horn all day, every day. If you are smart about how you come into our organization right now, like I, it, it's hard to, to describe to people who are not fulfilling their, uh, their, their, their personal mission through an organization, how easy it could potentially be for them to be able to do that through working with the right company. Like everything aligns instantly when you can contribute in the way that you're supposed to while working hard and while working smart for a company that is just like fighting to grow and help you grow because it knows that it needs you in order to be able to scale and succeed for the goals that they've set. Well, and all you have to do is ask, ask the example. My previous example, I took a business from zero employees to 200 and eight of the 12 executives, it was the first job they ever had was working with me. And, and a lot of them made millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars when I sold the business for being there for that duration. So find a culture and environment where, where the, the ownership wants to create leaders, future leaders, and plug yourself into that. And if you're looking for that and you don't have it where you're at, you're probably not going to get it where you're at. And plus, we're really fun and cool to work with. Like, hey, let's if just this is a Cardone Ventures plug, let's let me just, just be, be clear. Whatever discipline you're in, if you have the ambition to grow dynamically, you're willing to put so much hard work into it and you're passionate about that and you want to learn the best way to grow and scale your personal, professional, financial life, we're going to have, right now, we have 15 employees. I guarantee you within 36 months, that number is going to be over 200. And within about five years, that number is going to be over 1,000. So if you want to enter somewhere where you have an opportunity to do something, and if you want to check my track record, go look what I did at Audigy, because we're going to 10x Audigy, and Audigy had 200 of those people. Can I get the 10x flag? Yeah. That's it. Thinking too small, man. We're going bigger. We are 200 going to 2000. We're going freaking right. huge. I, apparently, Brandon is just putting this together. Like the three reasons for what we were just talking about, every single one of them actually had to do with you and what you've created and what Cardone Ventures provides for people. But I think you just like. You mean the three reasons why you should leave your job? Right. Like you just said, you talked about an example, be able to being able to create. Those an are example. the reasons I left. You don't all see my a jobs. career <laughs> path, and you don't have what you can accomplish in your existing environment. Like yeah. all of those things are what is available to people in Cardone Ventures. So Should I they? think he or, just or like our partners. put this together. Or, or our, partners. our partners. We got so many partners coming on board in so many different industries. It doesn't matter what you do. Guys, did you notice how excited he just got? Like it finally, I think it finally clicked for him what this whole thing. I didn't realize you were He had no idea. Pitch. I just oh, thought you were talking no about idea. three reasons to leave a sucky job. 10X, baby. All right. Until next week's podcast, be great. Find a place that you want to be able to excel at, grow at, things you want to achieve. And if you can't find it in your existing environment, come 10 exit with and don't, us. And don't mess with the 10X. That didn't rhyme. I thought it was going to rhyme. Dang. All right. Well, that's a wrap. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us on the show. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. All right.